and welcome to Here's Johnny's Reviews, the movie review podcast that will try to make some movies, but may indeed have to slice and dice them. Each and every month there's a theme, and as it's December, I'm doing Dire Zember, which will look at Dire Christmas movies. So, tonight I'm looking at the sequel to the box office smash, Bad Moms, aka The Female Hangover. <coughs> now, I watched Bad Mom uh, way back when it first hit VOD. And I loved it. So, I was buzzed to see this, which I did on Christmas time 2018. And I thought this was kind of blah. You know, I mean, it was the same old jokes, same stuff, and the same basic jokes. It's it's like a rushed out um, sequel to me, but there we have it. I mean, it just seemed to be a rinse and repeat job, you know what I mean? So, hmm. So, three years later, has this aged better? Hmm, let me see. So, light up the tree, pop your cracker, and hail that Mary, it's Bad Mom's Christmas. With its $28 million budget, this thing pulled in $130.6 million. Starring, uh, again, Melina Kunis, Kirsten Bell, Catherine Haynes, Christina Baraski, Susan Sarandon, Cheryl Hines, Jay Hernandez, and Justin Hartley. Directed by uh, John Lucas and Scott Moore. The plot, it's the festive period and our feisty, quote-unquote, bad moms have to deal with their own mothers at Christmas. Not only that, but their mothers are coming over to stay. Oh my lord. Will things be merry and bright or will there be a lot of slaying tonight? Find out here. So, after the studio logos... Up pops a really bad version of Blue Christmas onto a toppled over Christmas tree and a completely trashed house. We hear a voiceover from Amy, played by Melina Kunis, who tells us she ruined Christmas, then complains Christmas is the most stressful time of the year for mothers and indeed families. Why? It is just one day of the bloody year. I don't get why this is such a big fucking thing. It's one day of the year. None of the other holidays get this much stress or strain on them. Well, maybe Thanksgiving if you're American, but for the rest of the world, no. I mean, why? It's one bloody day. Get over it for crying out loud. Why have so much stress and strain? Why does it cost so bloody well much? Jesus, jinkies. Anyway, I mean, oh my god, the cost, the fuss, the stress, the strain. For what? A cold, often wet, dull day which almost always ends up in a fight, whether it be because you bought the wrong gift, or you, oh my god, are fighting over the last bloody, I don't know, chipolata, because your siblings wolfed the entire fucking entree for crying out loud, or worse, Nana sitting in the corner drunk, bringing up something from fucking 20 years ago, I mean, Jesus Christ, there's always a fucking fight, anyway, moving back to this movie. QA flashback to a week earlier to Amy being a good mom with her kids Dylan, played by MJ Anthony, and Jane, played by Ona Lawrence, as they make gingerbread men while messing around in the kitchen having a food fight. Yeah, it's all fun until you get that shit in your eye and you've got to clean that shit off. Anyway, you know, making memories that will last, not worrying about whether or not. The tree is perfect, or if it's a fucking real tree, or if the turkey would be big enough, it's just making fun fucking memories, which is all important about Christmas. Fuck all the expense and all the crap because I have to just make fun memories. Cut to the Christmas shopping, where she complains that she has to buy 
everyone should have a bloody well met a gift. Why? It's friends and close, sorry, family and close friends only. Fucking every person you believe will know a bloody present. Then there's a decoration of her house, which she has to do all her own because she divorced her husband and after he's moving. Even though she's got a boyfriend in this one, but moving on. And uh, she's also mourning she bought her barista a, a scented candle. Why? He works at Bloody Starbucks or Crane Odin. Moving on. Then there's the many, many Christmas parties she has to be able to go to. And finally, there's the school's bloody Christmas pageants. Yay. Finally, see her stressing over wrapping up gifts. Get the bloody well kiss to do for kids. That's because they're four wrapping up. Sure. <laughs> I mean, obviously not their own ones, but you know what I mean. Anyway, up pops six days before Christmas. Her, here we meet her boyfriend, Jesse, played by Jay Hernandez. He brings back Amy's kids and his own kid, Laurie, played by Ariander Greenblatt, back from the big game at which their team won. To see Amy has finally finished decorating the house. She gets him to untangle some Christmas lights and fix a broken plug or a broken, I don't know, bulb, what the hell it was. And he's going to get laid tonight. You kidding? That's how he's going to get laid then. Hmm. Cue a very uncomfortable joke about his daughter overhearing them having sex with Amy screaming and shouting at her dad. Daughter then complains it was seven times in a row. Jesus Christ, love, give the man a bloody well break. Buy a fucking dildo, the poor guy's fucking dick and or balls, my lord. Anyway, moving on. So Amy says, no, 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 we weren't fighting, we were just, um, arguing loudly. <laughs> moving on swiftly. Amy gets a text from her mother saying she'll be there for Christmas and staying the entire festive period. Meanwhile, across the street, in the neighbour's house, she is, she is, she being Kiki, played by Kirsten Bell. She has her hands filled with her kids, Bernard, played by Jack Dean, and Claire, played by Madison Muffley. He's a complete utter brat, and is questioning if Santa's not real, what else has she lied about, blah, 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 blah. And she is your stereotypical cute six-year-old. She also has a third unnamed kid that's running around the place drinking the Christmas tree water and then screams when told no. Jesus, jinkies love, I mean, tie it off. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Up walks her husband, Kent, played by Lyle Barocco. Yeah, Barocco. To kiss her and he pisses off to work, leading her to do with these three kids from hell. Anyway, the doorbell rings. It's her mother, Sandy, played by Cheryl Hines. The joke is she dresses and acts exactly like her much younger daughter, but think they're two best friends and it's indeed the same age. Mm-hmm. This joke is ran into the ground, and I do mean ran into the ground, as the mom is wearing this specially printed Christmas jumper with a picture of a preteen Kiki in her first bra. Hilarious, right? Well, it's not actually uh, the kid wearing a bra. It's a 12-year-old Kiki in braces, pigtails and a t-shirt. As the mum says, oh, you're wearing your first sports bra under that and you first got your boobs and I'm going, this joke's not funny, drop it. Cut to the local spa and her third quote-unquote bad mom, Carla, played by Catherine Han. She complains that she has waxed many, many vaginas because every woman in America must have a freshly waxed vag. Hmm, hilarious, right? Oh my god. Back home after a long day of, um, um, what's what I'm looking for? 
Pousse or Fanny Waxing. Oh, dear God, Jonas. Anyway, we're going. She meets her trailer trash con man of a mother, Isis, played by Susan Sarandon, as she literally looks off a big rig, which she hitchhiked hitch into town to get her. She has no idea where she is and no idea what day is. She thinks it's bloody Easter, not Christmas. And apparently she only shows up to her daughter's door to get money off her as her latest con. She then backs up a joint because of course she does. And then she realises it's Christmas. They share the joint and then head to see Mill Strippers because it's a family-friendly comedy movie. But um, up pops five days to Christmas. Amy's mom, Ruth, played by Christina Bransky, arrives. She is just a typical rich bitch. And, of course, she talks down to Jesse, thinking he is the, quote, help, because rich equals asshole. Um, she thinks he's Mexican when he's actually from California, but moving on very quickly. Before she even arrives, Amy spends like a thousand dollars on food just for the mother's arrival. Going on to say her mother is a controlling, criticising, utter, uber bitch. If everything isn't perfect, she'll tell you about it. Plus, she is impossible to please. And walks the, the mom with Amy's dad, Hank, played by Peter Gallagher. And she is laden with gifts. Not 30 seconds in the bloody world door. She starts on Amy, the house, and then Jesse. And I've got down here, what a complete, utter fucking bitch. I mean, breathe, love. <laughs> My lord. I mean, I could be a criticising son of a bitch, but Jesus, jinkies. However, this being Christina Baranski, she has been playing this role since the 90s, so she's got the thing down to a absolute perfect T. Anyway, she then tells Amy her plans for her perfect Christmas, i.e. redecorating the house, seeing a nutcracker, and winning some stupid caroling cup, which she has won nine years in a row until Amy moves into the house, and they haven't won it since. Ah yes, and a huge Christmas Eve party to invite all her friends and neighbours, all 184 people. Yeah, love it new. Anyway, up pops four days to Christmas. All three bad moms are at a mall, which is strangely empty on December the 20th. Hmm, they complain about their mothers, with Carla saying her mom is only in town to get money off her and or steal her stuff. Amy saying her mom is worse than bloody Hitler, as Kiki then says she's having a nightmare of a time finding... Um, some sort of doll for a daughter and this whole bit is dropped because why the hell we're not? Anyway, cut to a riot of kids trashing a Santa display as kids are completely fucking running amok. Again, this goes nowhere. What's the point in this bit? Let me move on. Which means day drinking for the bad moms. And thanks, Gaze, for that one. <clears throat> anyway, six bottles of beer later, Amy says... Why can't Christmas be fun anymore? Why can't it be a nice, chill, relaxing Christmas? Why does that have to be so fucking stressful? Hmm. Kiki then points out why can't her husband buy the fucking gifts this year? Also, why does she have to deal with his mother? She cannot stand that old bitch. She's a complaining fucking two-faced old bitch. Carla says, fuck Christmas. Let's have some fun this year. Cue a montage of day drinking, the girls going wild in the supermarket, and having drunken photos taken by a Santa. Then stealing a Christmas tree from Foot Locker, as you do. Later at night, Amy and her family sit down to watch some Christmas movie. I think it is um, 
it's one of our life because why not? It's free. <laughs> With the kids asking, why can't they have a nice, quiet Christmas? None of this dumb, stressful Christmas crap. No stress, just an easy, relaxing Christmas. Because, Grandma, that's why! Speaking of which, she, she clocks the tree and demands to shop for a new one. She then hands the grandchildren a hundred dollars in iTunes gift cards, just cause. I mean, hmm. Cut to Kiki's house. She's trying to have sex with her husband, but her mom is sitting quiet in a corner watching the two having sex. Okay, no, get out the door hitting your arse. You're fucked. Get the hell out of the house, you bitch. Oh, it gets worse. She says Kent is so much bigger than her husband was and starts to give them sex tips. Yeah, no, that's not funny. This is not awkward. It's just no. Up pops three days to Christmas. Amy is awakened from her deep sleep at six o'clock in the morning as her mom has decorated the entire house. Well, this stuff is way OTT and it's cost thousands of dollars. She has dozens of day laborers working both inside and outside the house. Also, outside the house she has the 12 days of Christmas display. And this thing is tacky as fucking all hell. With outdoor speakers playing 12 days for Christmas as dummies of what the hell the item is, i.e. maids of milking, five gold rings, lords of leaping, and she actually has live turtle doves. What the fuck? Oh my god, and she's wondering why Amy's stressed. You kidding? Cut to a PTA gingerbread house competition, because why the fuck not? Amy tells Kiki and Carla what happened that morning. Carla is not impressed, telling Amy to beat the shit of her mother. Kiki then says, why not talk to her about her behaviour, because it's going way overboard now. Then she tells the girls about her mom with the with her watching them have sex, then having the same haircut as her and dressing like her and the whole kit and kabang. Okay, like I said, this joke goes through the bloody ground. Cut to Carla at the spa. Her mom is there to get, I don't know, a free Maddie and Petty. And she still shits. I mean, the fuck. She also asks her for, I think it's like $15,000. So cut to Amy's mom, forcing Amy and the kids to see the Russian version of the Nutcracker all five hours of it in fucking Russian. Amy pulls a U-turn and takes the kids to Sky Zone soft play area to mix with Kiki's kids and indeed the other bad mom's kids. This pisses off her mom, but... Uh, she has nothing else to do, so she sits there mumbling to herself at how shit this thing is. Until she meets Carla's family, including her dumb jock son. Jax- Jackson, that's his name, played by Cade Korsky, I think that's pronounced his name, who tops up his mother's and granny's <laughs> festive drinks with a, a little um, bottle of booze, because why not? Uh, the families all mix and have fun, all but the grandmothers. So Isis gets Ruth pissed slash stoned as the fun really starts. Ruth then opens up about how bad her own mother was, i.e. getting slapped for wearing open-toed shoes not two months earlier. Cue dodgeball, because that will calm things down. Yes, you have guessed it. It all starts off fun and games until it's down to Amy and Ruth and the gloves are off. As Amy hits her mum right in the vage of a dodgeball and... Mm-hmm. Leaving it right there. 
later at night, Ruth complains to her husband that the day was completely and utterly bloody ruined. Hank tells her to stop fighting with Amy as Christmas is going to be ruined. Ruth points out she isn't only doing this for her grandkids because after all this is the first Christmas uh, they'll have because the mother and father are now divorced. Okay, by the way, the dad is not even mentioned in this fucking movie. He's not even popped up once, so moving on swiftly. Two days until Christmas at the spa, Carla has to wax the back sack and crack of Ty, played by Justin Hartley. He's a male stripper. Of course, he's hung like a fucking donkey, and she's stigmatised. Then she gets to work on his balls, crack and back. And I love the fact they've CGI'd out Justin Hartley's dick. And yet, they think of him like a huge, strong... I mean, because CJ had a huge slong, or gave him one of these plastic or rubber slongs that they have, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he says he's in town to win the sexy Santa competition held in a local bar that night. Shouldn't she know of this? After all, she went to go see male strippers not three days earlier. Moving on. He says he's single. Yeah, bullshit. A fireman and a stripper plus hung. So you bet she'll be sending his bloody candy cane that night. Mm. Until he empties his sack down her chimbre. Mm-hmm. Cut to Kiki and Sandy in couples therapy as Dr. Carol, played by Wanda Sykes, tells Sandy she's a bit too much, but she'll allow it to happen. With that, she explains that she took her mom to prom with her, she slept in the same bed with her, and she watched her husband and uh, Kiki have sex. Ooh, Kieran comments about the size of the husband's dick. No, that's malarkey. Sandy doesn't want to hear this, so runs off, leaving Kiki to deal with the shrink awkwardly. Dr. Cal then tells Kiki it's her fault her mother's crazy. Uh, say what now? Wait a minute here. How the f- I'm moving the fuck on. Just moving. Just just, just leave it, John. <laughs> anyway, cut to Amy's house. Her mom wants to go caroling to win some dumb stupid cup. She even has ridiculous outfits for the entire family to wear. All based on a Christmas carol of Amy being Scrooge because of course... She goes on, they must hit at least 300 homes in order to win. She also hires the Chicago Choir as backing singers. Okay then. Cut to Ruth singing We Wish You Merry Christmas, dressed as a ghost of Christmas present, with Amy's family off to the side looking cold, miserable and lost. Montage time of dozens upon dozens of homes as they finally arrive at Amy's frenemy. Gwendolyn, played by Christina Applegate, who of course openly mocks her by taking dozens of photographs and videos to put on Instagram, TikTok and whatever the hell it was at the time. Back home, uh, they won a cheap plastic cup and now Amy's frenemy has years upon years of pictures and videos to take the piss out of Amy forever. Hope you're happy, mummy dearest. I mean, mm-hmm. Amy finally snaps putting her mom in her place, but she doesn't slash won't bloody well listen. So Amy spells out to her that she and the kids want a nice, easy, mellow Christmas. Not what the fuck she's concocted up. Cut to the girls heading to the local Irish bar where Ty is stripping. Amy celebrates her win and sorry, over her mom by getting drunk and slipping singles into Santa's G-string. Naughty us for you, love. Hmm. By the way, it's the day before Christmas Eve, and this bar 
isn't jam-packed. I think not. Plus, there's hardly any women in this thing. There's about 100 people. Bullshit. Half-naked Ben plus drunk women equals hundreds of horny-ass fucking women. Anyway, cue the Santa stripping. Unsurprisingly, they're all over the pretty boy uh, tie, but not the average-looking or indeed dad bod guy. Dad bods are in my ass. You ask 100 women slash gays what type of body they'll go for, and about 90% of them will go for the gym bunnies, not the quote-unquote dad bod or the fat guy, so fuck off for that shite. If that was true, why is there hundreds upon thousands of gyms in this godforsaken fucking world, yet there's hardly any donut shops in any fucking high street town? Mm. Six packs, wind over muffin tops any day, yet women's body are beautiful to any size or shape, because <laughs> spam is power. <laughs> Excuse me, caught my throat here. <coughs> I think I'll see a doctor about that. <clears throat> Move on. <clears throat> Isis is all over him and his overly stuffed Christmas boxers, so Carver claims him in front of her mom, and indeed the being crowd of women. I would love to see a father and son fighting over a female stripper. Would that still be funny? I mean, uh, and what's with a ridiculously gigantic fucking penis? I think not. It's clearly a fucking dildo. Anyway, later Ty pretty much throws himself at Carver, but since Isis fell off the stage, she's concussed, so she says no. Back at Amy's roof, tries to talk the kids into having Christmas her way, but... They're not having it until she bribes them with iPhones. Up pops Christmas Eve. Carla and Isis are scamming people out of their super expensive Christmas goodies at the local supermarket because apparently that's hilarious, right? Hmm. I mean, they literally stop everybody who exiting the shop and taking their wine and their expensive foods and such. And hmm, moving on, that's hilarious, apparently. The two share a bottle of overpriced wine, which they stole for some local rich person, because that would happen in the world. Yeah, bollocks, if 2020 has taught us anything, it is that people would step over their own dying grandmother to get one millimetre ahead of fucking bullshit to let people steal their shit. Anywho, Carver pulls out a cheque for $15,000 and hands it over to her mother after she bullshits her way into her heart, saying she will not move out of town as she wants to be close to her and indeed Jackson. Utter bollocks. At Kiki's, she lets her kids open one present before Christmas Day. There's a mistake right there, love. That she does a bad present to start. Sandy hands Kiki a present and said the present is a key to her new house, which is next door. Yeah, noob. Kiki has had enough of this shit and tells her husband to take the kids outside Well, she goes on in her nutbag of a mother, saying get the fuck out because she needs her space and indeed her own place. She tells her to go to Vegas anywhere, as long as she's not anywhere near her. She go and see Wayne Newton of all people. So, off goes the mother in tears to the local church. Amy returns home from slaying, and her mother is throwing the huge Christmas Eve party. So yeah, she goes completely apeshit. I mean, there's even live camels. I mean, for fuck's sake. So in, Amy goes to finally 
snap and put her mum in her place once and for all by trashing the house and throwing out Kenny G, who's there playing his ridiculous fucking clarinet. Then turns on her mom, finally putting this old bitch in her place. And I'm sorry, but I don't blame Amy for this at all. The house is beyond tacky. It looks like a Christmas globe exploded in her house. Everything is either blue, white, or Christmassy. I mean, Jesus, jinkies. And I do love how the hideous Christmas bubbles were supposed to be from Titanic. The ice sculpture was supposed to be from the moon from the ice. Just how much did this fucking ridiculous soiree cost? Anyway, like I've said, tax rich until the ice bleed at 10% more, and this shit wouldn't bloody well happen. Anyway, Amy finally throws her mum out, so she heads to the church for midnight mass. The kids are pissed off at Amy, saying she can't kick their granny out of their life, just like they did her, their father. How far will they go? Kick, kick them out of the house? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, because she has bought their love with iPhones, Xboxes, iTunes, gift cards, etc, etc. It's not real love. With that, they storm off into their bedrooms. And this is the opening of the movie. At Carla's surprise, surprise, her mom has fucked off out of town with the $15,000 check and has left her in the shit. All three bad moms are now depressed, lonely and about to bloody well cry. Not to worry, third act. Happiness! They all meet at the church for midnight, or rather the, the bad grannies do. Sandy tells the bad grandmothers all about the shit she's put Kiki through, acting surprised that Kiki has snapped. Isis then puts Ruth in her place when she looks down her nose at her, calling her, what was it, a gambling junkie slut? Saying she might be a complete stoner gambler, but at least she hasn't lost her daughter's love. Back with Amy, as her dad tries to comfort her, he's so whipped he doesn't see his wife for the utter bitch that she is, saying she's an insecure and needy person, saying it's her mother's fault that Ruth is like that. She was never happy, therefore Ruth is trying to make Amy perfect so she can balance out her own life being so fucking miserable. Yeah, because that's how that one works. That's going to fuck up your daughter's life, you silly bitch. It puts strain on your daughter to be the perfect mom because your mom's controlling and makes you a bitch. She's going to make Amy onto her daughter and the cycle continues and it's just abusive and toxic and just stop it. Anyway, with that, Amy speeds off to patch things up with her mom. At first, Ruth says nope until Isis basically forcing her to say sorry for being a complete utter bitch and trying to run and ruin Amy's life. And indeed, the Christmas. The two kiss make up, not literally, but they tearfully say they love each other. It's midnight! Time to save Christmas! They both rush back to Amy's to fix the bloody well house. Somehow, in less than a few hours, they clean the entire house, redecorate it and cook festive goodies. Yeah, bullshit. Christmas Day pops up. All the parents spend time with their kids. Sandy tells Kiki she's selling the house, heading back home. She knows she's a bit crazy, but she'll work on it. Isis returns a check to Carver, telling her she's going to try to be there for her to be a better mom and to stop gambling on horses. And she has a, now has a job at Sky Zone, so she'll be there for uh, Jackson. 
she's also trying to stay in town. So, no more roadie work for her. Anyway, at Amy's, she's having everyone over for Christmas takeaway dinner. The girls celebrate their wins over their mothers. Ty shows up to dance erotically and show Carla just how much he loves her. Yeah, mate, there's a time in the fucking place. Hmm. Jackson is slack-jawed and now gay. Hmm. As Carla is all over Ty right there in the bloody living room. Hello, love. Take it to the fucking bedroom. With that, the bad grandmas leave to catch a flight to Vegas to go and see Wade Newton as credits roll onto the entire cast dancing and, quote, sexily. Hmm. So that was Bad Mom's Christmas. Not as funny or indeed as rude as Bad Mom's. Or indeed, could have tried harder. This feels like a slap together um, spec script with a bits of pieces added to make it a bit more ruder and cruder, giving it its 15 slash R rating. This feels like a, I don't know, as I says, a spec script, but it's getting naughty bits added into it, being, uh, I don't know, it just feels off. This is not as dirty as it should be. I mean, it feels like a Disney movie, just slightly trashier. But, as it's Christmas, I'm going to give this thing a 6 out of 10. I mean, it's not the worst thing I've seen this month, but it's not the best either, so, hmm. Still, come back this week, as I wrap up 2021, with New Year's Eve, a rom-com. Yes, folks, a chick flick. My first romantic comedy. God, help me, this will be bloody well fun. Now, don't forget to like, share, comment and subscribe. Also, follow me on Twitter and check out my other festive podcasts of Night Before Christmas, Die Hard, Child's Play, Christmas Vacation and many, many, many more. A bye.